0: Hello, everybody. You have Jake and Seth today, and we are talking to you about The Last of Us. We're going to do a quick little season recap here as fast as we can. Um, the Last of Us, for those who don't know, I don't know why you'd be turning in if you didn't, but just in case, it is an American post-apocalyptic drama television series created by Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann for HBO, and it's based off a 2013 video game. The series is set in 2023, uh, 20 years after a pandemic caused by a mass fungal infection transforms most of the population into zombie-like creatures, which collapses society. And the basic premise is that the a smuggler named Joel, played by America's American treasure, yeah. Andrew Pascal, escorts the teenager Ellie, played by the famous Bella Ramsey from Game of Thrones, across the apocalyptic United States. I'm going to leave it at that. Um, this show, huge, huge, huge success, and so it was watched by four point seven million viewers on the first day, which is which is pretty good. Uh, excuse me, the premiere was opened by four point seven million viewers on the first day, which is pretty good. Uh, that's second biggest since 2010. However, within forty, within two months, it was 40 million, which is wow. I th- think the better number given just. Talk. We joked recently about some of the changes with streaming, and like that is a better way to view it through that longer yeah, lens. Yeah, that's I a big number. Yeah, and that's huge, especially for HBO, which is a subscription service, and that's forty million. Right. Yeah, um, I don't need to explain math to U of people or anyone. But um <laughs> with that being said, uh, and the first so with that count, the first six episodes averaged thirty million. It's been incredibly well-received. Fans love it. Not only fans of the video game who seem to love it, or at least they like it. Um, there at least doesn't seem to be any backlash that I've seen or come across, I've come across. But on top of that, critics love it. Like, most critics love it. The easy, like, fanboy critics love it. The art house critics love it. And a lot of people I know who watch it really like it, like, whether it's couples uh, guys who are just watching, like, like looking for a zombie like show. People who are looking for more like dramatic, like I don't know. It just seems to scratch a lot of itches in a way that I-, I wouldn't expect from a zombie show, and it really reminds me of it's better than the first season of Walking Dead, but it reminds me of the first season of Walking Dead where it's like this elevated approach to hmm. something that's kind of considered more. You, you would, I feel, I'm sure you'll know. You know the term we're trying to think of, or I'll have a better term for it. But it's not popcorn. It's not like B-level, but it's almost like popcorn. Like it's that IP. It's zombies. Yeah. It's superheroes. It's that franchise IP.
1: Uh, almost like typical genre fair. It kind of elevates yes. it above that. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, yeah, I th- I was most impressed with just like the buzz of this show because I did not watch the premiere um but then once it was like two episodes deep a couple friends and my brother were kind of like are you watching this do you have a take on the show like what are you doing like why aren't you like you know talking back to it and so all of a sudden I felt a little pressure I was like oh I'm missing out on like the big show right now so I jumped into it and like quickly caught up um and I will say I mean I enjoyed it I'll start with that like I enjoyed the show um I enjoy you know, like you said, Pedro Pascal, National Treasure. I don't know why in every show he's shepherding a young f- person or alien th- through uh, a, a landscape or whatever, but that appears to be his go-to wheelhouse, which is fine. <laughs> For some reason, the
0: the lone wolf and cub trope is really coming back, and I think you there have been a couple other things that have been leaning into that in a way. But yeah, it's it's interesting. It's interesting that this in basically the same role in the same trope in two yeah. similar shows and also at this point Mandalorian is pretty much post-apocalyptic at this point in the Star Wars universe like what they they are after all the decades right. of war right. um, but they're both ongoing at the same time and but this was interesting I guess this is an interesting thing <laughs> this show is crushing it Mandalorian ratings are down they're still good for Disney Plus but Mandalorian's actually down
1: so I, I i mean i will say like did you play this video game jake did you have any did you ever play this thing
0: i didn't this i really this was actually this came out pretty much right as i stopped playing video games so
1: yeah. i'm kind of yeah <laughs> i'm in the same same league yeah once i had a family and kids my video game playing dramatically decreased um and um so i never played this game i never really heard of it either I did play a game called Fallout that it does kind of remind me of. um, And it gave me some vibes from that game, um, which is just kind of like wandering through a wasteland and like getting into different situations and stuff. And so I could kind of imagine how this game worked. But I was trying to sort of like imagine, like if nobody had told me that this was based on a video game, if I just would have thought it was a great story. And I think for the most part, it is pretty good storytelling. um, And most of the episodes have like, Some of them kind of have a vignette quality um, and are are almost like standalones. Um, And I would say, like, I liked the design of it for the most part. Um, I did, you know, there were some episodes I liked more than others. Um, We could definitely get into that. Um, But again, overall, I thought it was a really good show. It was fun to watch. I hadn't, you know, I think I would just kind of classify it in the zombie genre, even though it is like a fungal outbreak thing that happens. That whole, like, you know, I actually really liked the very, very opening of the show. It's kind of like two scientists from, like, the 50s or 60s that are discussing what they think could cause, like, a real epidemic. And one of them is talking about a viral epidemic, and the other one's talking about a fungal outbreak. And I thought that was actually one of the more interesting moments in the show that's been a little bit forgotten. I almost kind of wish they had a few more scenes with those two guys. It was interesting, especially
0: in those first two episodes. And then they the other one, I think it was... um... The Malaysian Doctor in the second episode. Yeah, that was
1: good too. It was yeah.
0: interesting because those two really, they never went back to them in either episode. And it really, I think, helped establish, at least for the audience, as to what was actually happening. And that was something yeah. that I think I mentioned Walking Dead. Walking Dead didn't do that. was a big mystery about what how it happened. And sometimes that's a mystery. Sometimes it's directly tied to the plot. Sometimes it's just like an act of God or it's something that had nothing to do with the characters and, but it I liked the approach. I hadn't heard of this. I mean, I'd heard of the actual fungus that attacks ants and use, and took out the, but I hadn't, I didn't know that was the plot of the game. I thought that yeah. was an interesting twist to the zombie genre. I thought they did a good job with the design of the actual zombies as well. And the execution of them and like the way they portrayed them. And so I I I, I kind of look at it as zombie as well. I what I would call it a zombie show. Or if someone wanted to argue with me, I, I wouldn't die on that hill. I would I would I would because uh, it's also a lot more than that. And to your point, I yeah it's it is clearly it's a family drama. It's a lone wolf and cub. It's a road story. There's a it is a conspiracy bio thriller like there's a ton of stuff going on like and and then there's a ton of like and then there's some like political thriller stuff with the kansas city like there's a ton of stuff going on and then there's some horror aspects like it's just straight up horror with the religious people um and the one thing i will say is it was interesting was outside of the really the first few episodes it really the focus shifted to the human threat and the humans and that's another that's similar from walking dead and other zombie things just how dangerous humans are but I'll, I'm going to throw it back to you. I haven't talked for a while, but there was a lot to like in the in the show. And I, I, the good thing was uh, last thing I'll say is they did a good job of hitting on the themes, on recurring themes as the show went on in different environments in ways that didn't feel repetitive and ways yeah, that really, I think, sure. like, helped hammer home the overall message as well.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, again, some of the political stuff where it's like, there's sort of this federal group that's kind of like the last remains of a government and kind of like still has a a military presence, but they're kind of losing control. And there's like a rebellious group called the Fireflies. And so, and like how both of those groups operate, you can tell, like, even inside the Fireflies, like, it's not clear, like, is this group really out for the betterment of the world? Or is it just a resistance movement against the people in control And like, it's not clear like who's good or who's bad. Like maybe the Fedra, they are like, maybe they're the only things holding anything together anymore. Maybe they are just a bunch of Nazis that are using whatever power they have left to try to control people. And the, you know, again, the same kind of goes for that firefly group. It's like, maybe they are fighting for good and trying to bring down like, you know, people that are a little bit too militant and controlling everybody. But at the same time, is that really a better future for everyone? Are they really gonna be liberated into a better like what's you know there was no plan that i could see from the fireflies of like what society would be like if there was no fedra and like even the societies they have that are set up in these cities are like pretty shitty i mean it's like pretty much small gated areas um and a lot of checkpoints to try to avoid infected people the food doesn't look good it's all just it's very grimy and dirty you know, it seems much more pleasant for the people that are sort of like living out in the countryside and the sticks kind of on their own and just kind of like figuring it out on their own and not being part of any of these organizations. Um, at least like you're out in the outdoors and like, you're not kind of stuck in one of those cities. And so it, you know, I think there's a lot, yeah, like you said, there's a lot of themes going on and stuff. Um, and that too, I mean, I think one of the more popular episodes, um, well, yeah, let's yeah, let's
0: talk. Yeah.
1: yeah sorry. Sorry. Finish your thought. Yeah. So let's it, talk about what yeah. your favorite episode was. <laughs> well, one of the more popular episodes that I think some people just loved Um, and I kind of had, uh, I think, a different take than most on it was this episode. I think it was the third one, right? The one with, with the the, the gay couple. Yeah. With the gay couple. Yep. And it kind of. It goes back in time, um, and basically the entire episode is about this gay couple and how Nick Offerman sets up his own house and kind of his own old neighborhood. He gates it off and, like, you know, booby traps a lot of stuff. But then encounters this man, and and they go into a a whole uh, relationship. What was your take on that episode, Jake? I really liked it. I thought it
0: was – so it's interesting. I I always refer to this episode, these types of episodes, as The Fly – which is like a famous episode of Breaking Bad, which I hated. Oh, yeah. I think it's one of the most frustrating. It's like you're in the middle of this really intense story and you have this full episode dedicated. And it's really it's about developing the characters and hitting on some themes in like a subtle way. And I get the approach. I normally hate it. I thought it <laughs> worked really well here. And one of the reasons I think it works well is I didn't expect it. The fact they did this in the third episode... Was This isn't my favorite episode of the season. It was to this point, but more so, I think I was blown away with, like we talked about recently, everything, everywhere, all at once, how ambitious it was and how it nailed it. That's how I felt about this episode. You introduce us to two characters we haven't met before. You basically spend over an hour, it's almost a movie. You spend like, like 80 minutes with them. We have like, we're bookended with the characters we actually care about. These characters are killed off in between. And yet, in that time, I think you get a really well-formulated, fully thought-out, fully fleshed-out love story. And it was, like, I liked it. I also think the argument can be made, it was, like, a little pandering. It was a little, like, not... like I think you could also make the argument it wasn't really developed, and most of the stuff happened off-screen. But I think it's just, like, what you're... And I'm looking I'll stop talking. I think (laughs) it's how much you're willing to fill in the gaps for those characters. And I was, I thought I liked the moments they chose to focus on with them. Um, I didn't expect them to kiss. Like, I didn't go into it expecting that. I didn't play the video game, so I had no idea what was going to happen.
1: Yeah, me, I was in the same boat, yeah.
0: So the one thing I will say that was apparently in the game, um, it's a little different. And like one of them kills the other or it turns out they hate each other. And I'll just say this, like whether you like it or hate it, I will say that and what they said and what the creator and director said afterwards, they wanted to show how some people could possibly have a better life in this world. And that was what Bill and Frank were and how they found some happiness and like, yeah, the world went to hell, but they actually were living like this little piece of heaven or this little slice of heaven. And special characters compared to some other characters later in the season who use that actual language or try to find that language or use that imagery, they actually were living uh, like a really good life. And I like that message. It wasn't what I expected, especially in this dark, grimy show, and it was so against type for the rest of the season. Um, but at the same oh. time, it also set the stakes
1: that no one was safe. And yeah. Uh, so th- here's my take on that on that episode. Um, and like I, I really think, they did a great job building that relationship. Um, And like, I think the performances by Offerman um, and I think the other guys, name—I I can't remember the other actor's name, but I thought both of them did really good performances. Both of them really believable in that relationship, even though it's like a relationship, you know, in a zombie fungal wasteland. I thought like both of them gave great performances, really believable, really felt the emotions of both of them in every phase, right? Like they go through a couple They go through like 20 years or so of these two guys together, how they kind of interact, how they try to, you know, relate to some friends. And then especially in the older stages of the other guy's life, it's like he's going through a bad illness and Offerman's still showing him a lot of love. And like, it's really kind of like touching kind of like their last days together. Right. And like, even like, you know, that moment they have with the strawberries, I thought that was well done. And it's like to have moments like that in a show like this, that is so dirty and grimy, I thought was really cool okay and so i i really again like i really liked if you look at that episode as like a standalone i really liked the story i thought it was great storytelling i thought it was great acting all of that i thought was top-notch but i still didn't like the episode and so the reason i didn't like the episode um i felt like it was the biggest deuce ex machina i had ever seen and so joel and um what's the girl's name um ellie. ellie yes Joel and ellie are like just kind of starting out on their trek into the to cross country to get to get to joel's brother or whatever or get to the firefly people for ellie as soon as they're doing that they go basically this entire episode it felt to me like it was constructed so that they could arrive at this house and then both of those characters are already dead um they show up and it's like they like joel gets a note and it's like okay here's a key to a car, a really nice truck, um, and every gun and piece of ammo you could ever want, as well as other supplies. And I was just kind of like, this is the, you know, they didn't do anything to earn any of the stuff that they got. It wasn't like Joel had to show up and negotiate for any of it. Even at, like, the other thing I thought about, too, was like, why not have some raiders, you know, take over the place? Like, sure, you can have, you can do that whole story, have both characters die, but, like, somebody should show up find their way through the booby trap, take over the the compound or whatever. And then, you know, Joel could come in and infiltrate it. He knew the code of the gate. It's kind of like, I just didn't feel like they worked hard enough to to earn all the rewards that they got. And like kind of similar to like a video game almost. It's like, you don't just get to have the truck and all the guns and just get to go on your way. Like you got to go through something to get there. Um, So if it was me, um, the way I would have designed that, again, like, have somebody take that compound over or even, like, have, have um, the Nick Offerman character, maybe he kind of stays alive and maybe he's just senile and he forgets who Joel is and he doesn't want to give anything up. But Like, I think you need to have some type of conflict for Joel so that when he shows up there, he actually has to work to get what he needs. Um, but just having them die and Joel shows up and he kind of takes everything that he needs and they move along Again, I just felt like it was almost like a giant deus ex machina to to kind of keep the story moving. And so, that was kind of my problem with the episode.
0: <laughs> I- We're we'll taking a quick break and we'll be right back. I think that's totally fair um, and it, one of the things that really bothered me about that was I was okay with it because I looked at more so that they just he left behind his life, his brother might be dead, he just lost his wife slash, I don't know, girlfriend
1: like okay, like one thing went their way. I can and, see that. Yeah, he had some bad luck and then he got some good luck kind of thing. Yeah,
0: And then the other, to me the other thing was <clears throat> You're clearly setting it up. I, I knew there it wasn't going to be easy going across country. And to your point, it's like, oh, he has a truck. He seems to have machine guns, rifles, like all this stuff. And in my head, I'm like, okay, they're going to probably have to go through some stuff. He loses everything in the first ten minutes. In the next episode, when they That's crash true. his car, and so for me, that was actually like, I like this episode. To your point, and I actually liked it in a vacuum. And I'm willing to look past all that stuff. In the larger scheme of the season, I didn't like it. I thought it was kind of a waste. Like it just like didn't why why couldn't he just have had regular weapons? Like, why'd you have to show me this full arsenal? Nice. And why does he only take like a rifle? He it just I know he has to carry all the guns and ammo too, but it just was such a weird decision for me. And and not that I expect him to go full Rambo. Again, I didn't play the game. I'm sure it's more stealth than everything, but it just was
1: a weird... Yeah, no, I, I think, like, a few more than just, like, a handgun and a rifle or whatever. Like, I again, like, I would have had some backup. Yeah, like, I would have loaded that truck up a little bit more than he did, for sure.
0: Incongruent
1: was the word I could only think yeah. of. With And this is the other thing that
0: really bothered me for a while. The storyline that he didn't want to give Ellie a gun when she needs to be armed to kill these things. Like it just doesn't again. And the fact that you had an opportunity to train her with all these guns. And like, I, I know you're rushing to get there. The fact that I didn't spend more time there. Like how many showers has she had? How many showers has he had? Like, <laughs> I, I'm not going to. Yeah. I, I, I like the episode, uh, but with that, I was going to ask what do you, did you have a favorite episode?
1: Um, let me think. I mean, uh, I did. I like the episode with the with the two brothers. Um, I, I think they were brothers, and one was kind of on the run from the the Firefly group, uh, and he was like a one in man. Um, and that's also the same episode you see. I, I want to call it like the fungus zombie boss thing or whatever. The guy that comes out of that pit and he's like huge and he seems like unstoppable. I that can't worked. remember. Yeah, yeah.
0: Can't, that was actually my
1: favorite episode too. I can't remember what they called that zombie, and it was a uh, Henry and Sam are the brothers. I think that was a good one. I did think it got a little strange. Um, once they do get out west, um, you know, the episode where wait, wait, wait. I wanna I wanna, I wanna
0: stay on that on the sure, episode sure, we'll that you like. That was my favorite episode as well. Um, I thought the brothers were great. Um, I really liked the the Melanie Linsky character as well, Kathleen Kogan. Yeah, I also to your point, that was really the only the only episode or two were those two episodes. Um, but especially that second one, where it really went it more so went into what Fedra was like, yeah. um, and to your point, and then in, in that situation, there's a third group. They're not Fireflies. They're not Fedra. They're this Kansas City Rebellion. Yeah, and from what you see, and from the way they show, like clearly Fedra's bad. They might be worse. Like they are brutal. And I just thought like the 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 Kansas City Rebellion as a group was, like, terrifying. One of the more terrifying groups I've seen on TV. And <laughs> the way... And uh, I thought being led by Melanie Linsky, she's this, like, perfect villain. She's, like, this, like, mom sweet next door, like, Midwest mom, but she's, like, cooking your neighbors in the fucking oven. Like, she is crazy. <laughs> and I just thought, like, everything about her, and when she's, like like her interrogation of the group when she's like when she's trying to get them where to go and like if anything goes wrong we're supposed to meet there and she's like looks at them like deadpan she's like what do you mean what could go wrong didn't you hear the good news Kansas City is free why would you have to go anywhere and it's just like oh, she's so good like it was my favorite episode but the it also brings up one of my few critiques of the show overall and I, I kind of was painting this before in vacuums like the single episodes or two episode two story arcs i think are good overall across the season i think it kind of is like actually less than some of its parts which is such a weird thing to say and the other thing
1: you're right yeah
0: i'll let you i'm the only other thing i was gonna say was just really building on that too was to me i've never i've almost never said this before i feel like there was like twice as much story that they could have had here like i really think and to me i think they should have maybe cut it after kansas city and like stretched that out for eight episodes or something like
1: uh, maybe there was there was a lot of interesting stuff going on with the kansas city thing and like i said like that's a great example of like they overthrew fedra in that city and then it ends up being more scary than like what's going on in boston right and so it's like, that's a great example of like, sure, like maybe Fedra's not great, but if you overthrow them, the result of that might be even worse. And I think like, that's also just like a commentary on the world, right? Where it's like, sure, we have some of these countries that maybe their governments aren't great, but if you overthrow those governments, you better have a plan for like the future because like things can get overthrown and then it can end up as a worse situation. So yeah, like I think there's a lot of stuff going on there. And just two
0: things quickly on that, which I, I agree with. I agree with everything you said. And the first was well, first was they did differentiate between Boston, Fedra, and Kansas City. And Kansas City was apparently especially bad. Like, okay. apparently, like, obviously the Fireflies, but that was one thing in the show they kind of differentiated was apparently Kansas City had like especially, like, and not all were the same. Um, yeah. But to your point, and it's something that's, touched on in the show but not really dove into and it's also something without getting into the pol- or the modern politics of it, there's a difference between reform and tearing something down. Like tearing yeah. something down to your point, like if you if you remove organization or institutions from a society and don't have anything in place and are like, oh we'll just fill something build something instead. No, no. Once you remove those things, there's a vacuum. And then that vacuum is just mm-hmm. going to be filled in with chaos and violence generally and you won't have the opportunity to build something new because you're going to miss that opportunity. You need to either fix what's going on, what does exist or replace it. Like, and that's, by the way, uh, I'm an English major, so I have no idea how to actually do any of that stuff, but <laughs> it's just to your point uh, and not, not that I have to or anyone has to watch the show, but that's one of the things like, I think the Kansas city thing really points out is um, and I apparently it sounds like that federal needed to go down. But at the same point, like, if you look for what they're doing compared to what they could accuse Fedra of doing, doesn't really seem to be much of a difference. So it's right. like, if not worse, to your point, we didn't see what soldiers doing before. And from the, like, it is nuts. And it seems like they're killing kids and women and, like, just people, like, wantonly. Like, it's it's nuts. And it's. And that's the question I had, like, to your point, like, are the Fireflies the same as the Kansas City Rebellion? Are they worse?
1: It's not clear. And I think it's, like, I think each city and, like, locations a little, like, sure, like, maybe the Fedra in Boston is a little different than the Fedra in Kansas City. And, like, I would assume each city, is like, would have their own flavor of it. Same with the Fireflies. Like, I'm sure the Firefly group that's kind of out west that they run into is different than the Firefly group they originally were kind of, like, dealing with. And so, you know, even though they might be, like, a line kind of, um, I think it's, like, the, the way that the world's working at that point, everything's so spread out and in, into different sections and areas. It's, like, you know, one thing's not going to be the same as the other. Um, and, I, honestly, like, some of that stuff's the most interesting part of the show. I mean, it almost makes you appreciate, like, our own founding fathers more, right? Like, when they, when they threw their rebellion and tore everything down, like, at least they came up with a constitution and, like, a way to do things and, like, set you know set up a whole new society for us right and it's like it makes you appreciate like wow that really does take a lot of thought and like effort to to like install something like that because when you kind of watch these things in the show sure you might be rooting like yeah like these fedras suck like they should just overthrow them like why doesn't everyone join the fireflies but then the reality of that is just like it's really fucking difficult to like set up something new even for a small group of people just in like a a tiny section of a city it's like just a, you, you can't just like do it and, and assume it's gonna work. So again, like, and I agree with your take too that like a lot of these episodes or like two episode arcs are more interesting than the sum of all the parts in a lot of ways, which is kind of again one of the weirder like like downnotes of of the season I think. But it's like it doesn't have that feeling at the end of it of like wow we came on this long journey and we got to the other end and everything makes sense. Like it's more kind of like oh. I got through a bunch of different sort of vignettes and now I'm at the end of this one. And, you know, again, the ending is very open-ended, I guess I would say. Um, do you want to talk about some of, like, what happens, like, kind of later on in the season? Yeah, let's talk about the The Before we jump into the ending, the,
0: only, the only thing I wanted to say was the geography of the show also bothered me. It basically took yeah. them a full day to get, what, five miles outside of Boston? And then <laughs> they end up in slightly further outside of Boston episode three was we talk about the script there yeah. they end up in Kansas City after passing through a desert which by the way I've driven to Kansas City from the east there is no, no desert right.
1: right there's no <laughs> desert
0: um, but somehow they cross a desert but then it takes them like nine more episodes five more episodes to get to Colorado like it just doesn't I, it, the geography of this show doesn't make
1: a ton of sense to me
0: not that it has to but um,
1: you're right. For- I, I would have thought I thought there was going to be a lot more just like traveling in the car, or like walking down the roads and like, you know, and like there is a good amount of that kind of stuff, but it should almost feel like The Hobbit or something where it's like you're just constantly in travel.
0: <laughs> well, I guess and where I was going with that was I appreciate how much time they took to to tell some backstories and do flashbacks and to tell these stories, whether it was um, the, as we said, the prologues of the first two episodes or spending the full third episode with the gay couple who's yeah. dead by the time they get there, I like all that. But then the you spend all is good this good time, much, like, and then I'm just gonna say you skip over all this stuff off screen, like all this big travel. Like yeah. I just and and I, I like the show. I really like the show. But the only thing looking back at it is, and apparently they're doing two more seasons, which is great. I really? appreciate a self contained show but I just looked at this and I just feel like there's so much meat on the bone in the best way possible, just because they did such a good job with it. Uh, I'll leave it at that. I'm sorry. I've been talking yeah. a lot.
1: No, I agree. Um, I would say like, once they get out, like they get to, to, um, to Joel's brother, Tommy, um, which first of all, I, the whole time I was assuming like this guy's dead. Like his brother's not alive. Like I, I just thought it was a lost cause. The whole thing of like, I got to go find my brother in Montana. I was like, this guy's got to be dead. But lo and behold he's alive and he's like doing pretty well with that little um community out there Wait, what am i saying that's where the
0: season should have ended like they should have stretched that to the 10 like that should have been the 10 sorry I'm. I, I cut right, you off.
1: But yeah i mean again like that see i mean that would be a natural conclusion though right like we we traveled across the country and then the, oh my god my brother's still alive and sure like maybe there's a, a big conflict right before they get there or something um but i i i it was just kind of odd to me that he was alive and like, okay, here's a nice community. And then immediately Joe's like, I got to leave and take her down um, to this other place to, to see if I can get to the Fireflies or whatever. Um, I, I would say like, that's kind of, I felt like there was a shift between like what was happening in Boston and Kansas city and like what was happening, like kind of in the Midwest there. Um, and it, it also like, by the time Joel gets that wound in his stomach I thought things started to become a little bit unbelievable <laughs> I guess is the best and like I like the I like the the episode with the religious group that like you said it kind of turns into a horror movie um, where there's some cannibalism there's some weird religious stuff going on um, and they're like that's a community that's in really bad shape they have no food they're starting to eat people um they're they're looking for deer um, but like, joel basically has a wound ellie finds a way to trade for penicillin gives him like two shots she has no idea how much of a shot to give him but he ends up healing and like kind of regains all his strength and gets back to her but some of that uh, again like the fact that he recovers from that wound is able to kind of like kill a few people and like travel and find her i that was a tough swallow for me um, and then the, he's still just like able I just thought he needed like a month to kind of like get over that I didn't know how, how you felt about all that <laughs> so
0: I like the show I'm definitely willing to give it I'm, I'm giving it more I, I thought the Ellie storyline was so strong I, I kind of just was yeah. willing to uh, turn a blind eye to that but to <laughs> your point and this is like I'm not here to rewrite it but I will <laughs> They had him stabbed in the stomach with a med- like a like a shard.
1: String. Yeah.
0: I didn't see her pull any splinters out. She sewed yeah. him up. She put two things in there. And I, I'm not a doctor, but like, I know that stomach wounds, like sewing up people's internal organs is pretty delicate work. Um, <laughs> it, it just is like, why couldn't he have been shot? or stabbed in the leg, or, like...
1: Yeah, I thought the wound should have been a different area. Yeah, like, a, a leg wound so we, it's hard for him to walk would have made a little more sense, I think. I mean, I know being shot in the stomach
0: is, like, almost a short... Like, it's one of the most painful things, and it's a very high, like, mortality rate. Like, stomach wounds are very dangerous. Yeah. Like, yeah. it just... I, it just was such a weird choice. Like, for, again, a film that... A film? A show that kept trying to be so realistic in so many other ways... It, I just thought that was so interesting. And it's like in this, when people get shot, like they go down. Like it's not yeah. like they're like, Shh. and it's like if people get punched or hit in the face, they go down. Like they're not Supermen. Like, yeah, Joel kills a lot of people, but it's usually because he's like more skilled or gets the jump on them. Um, but his Rambo thing in this, I like Pedro Pascal. He's a good action star, so it works. But the fact that it wasn't necessary with Ellie's storyline and like, I just really think it would have been better if you you didn't have him at all or if it was more him like
1: being weakened and like outsmarting them and like yeah like home alone stuff yeah and I mean it's it it was a tough swallow for me on that episode but then the last episode right in the hospital where it's like Ellie finally finds the fireflies they're gonna try to do this procedure on her to see if they can create a, a a vaccine for the whole thing And then Joel kind of, like, loses his mind, right? And Well, they have to
0: kill her to do it. They have to
1: kill her to do it, right? So he's he's set out, like, I need to save her. First of all, like, I mean, if it's me, I think you got to take the chance that some doctor can make the vaccine just for the good of people. I think, like, you got to make that sacrifice. I can understand why Joel can't do that because of the whole backstory with his daughter. And now he's kind of, like, adopted Ellie as a new daughter. And he just can't emotionally deal with with her not surviving i think but at the same time i think you gotta you gotta let him try to do that and so the fact that he goes against that but then the whole thing where it's like he takes out what i don't know 10 15 people in that hospital just going full-on rambo i i didn't it was like not what i was expecting not really what i wanted to watch either and it just kind of It was strange. I mean, again, it it wasn't like a high, like that last episode, I I definitely didn't feel like was the high point of the season. Well, I agree. First of all,
0: for a show that I think has been really violent and they've done a good job of, I think, making art house action, you could say. And that's like more style. It's not Marvel. They're not punching and kicking. It's a little more stylized, I'd say. And this one, there are two things I heard on one of the podcasts I listen to. uh, Two different interpretations. One was that that was meant to be the, like, video game, like, more so video game mode, like, where he is, like, going into that POV, and, like, that's why it was so easy. Uh, The other one was that they, due to the subject matter of him shooting people in a hospital, they kind of wanted it done as soon as possible. Like, they didn't want to glorify it with, like, a big drawn-out fight. My thing was, first of all, the fact they didn't kill him, like, <laughs> blows my mind. Like, this is – my take is everyone is right and everyone is wrong. Like, everyone is right in their motivation for Joel. Like, the way he view- views Ellie, I totally get the argument that's right for hum- humankind – but I also understand Joel being like, no, I, I don't give a shit about the fireflies. Like you paid me to take care of this girl. I just killed half of the country, half of what's left of the country to get her here. Like, no, I've been keeping her alive, Like, you don't understand. Like she just, and also she saved me yeah. like that alone. Like she saved me. I'd be dead without her. Um, and the fact that he considers her daughter, like all of those things, like I understand why he goes nuts. I don't understand how he killed all those people though. Like it that it wasn't fun to watch. It
1: like, wasn't, no, it wasn't like an enjoyable action sequence. And like the whole I mean, okay, maybe I can understand that video game take, but at the same time, it's like I don't see how that adds anything to the storytelling aspect of it. Like, am I is there some subtext to going video game mode here? Like I know that it's based on a video game, but I don't think there's any deep subtext to that. And so, like, if that's the reasoning, I don't think that's a very good reasoning. I don't I like part of me also I was like I was wondering if it was almost like a dream situation that he was gonna wake up from the like uh because he had been knocked out right before and so I was thinking maybe this is his dream that he woke up he killed all the people and saved her and at the end of this episode he's actually gonna wake up in a waiting room and they're gonna have already done the procedure um not saying that's how it should have gone but I just thought like it just seemed so unrealistic and outside of the realm of like what the rest of the show had been it did I was just kind of like the fact that that was actually what happened—I mean, again, it wasn't my favorite—kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Um, I, I even like—I would rather he infiltrate that doctor's office, like put on a lab coat, do something weird, ha, you know, use some guile. But like, just killing fifteen people and then walking in there and shooting the doctor—I was, I was just like, what is happening right now?
0: Well, to your point, like, not that it's supposed to rewrite
1: it, but what you, everything you said sounds better than what I
0: saw. But like, to, to that, to. To what you just said, everything you said just sounds better than than what I saw. And the other thing too is, like, why didn't he start a fire and have him have to move her? Like, yeah, set off the fire alarm dead. in the building. Yeah, exactly. Then like take him out with like a sniper rifle. Like, use strategy or tactics. He literally walks down a hallway. People walk out. Don't take <laughs> cover. People just walk out, get shot, or run away. It just is nuts. It doesn't make sense, and it it it. It's done in a way, and this is the thing, too. In the previous episode, he was really tactical in how he, when he had his stomach that was hurt, he was really tactical in how he took out those guys. And those were, like, four, like, starving like... (laughs) Cannibals, whatever. Scavengers. (laughs) Yeah. He's going against fully armed, like, body-armored, like, machine-wielding, like, guys. And I'm assuming he's getting perfect headshots. He's, like, firing one bullet, and they're going down. (laughs) And it just is, like... It just is weird. Like it doesn't. It, it was, really took me out.
1: Out of place.
0: It, it. I. I should look, but I just. I'm not going to because it, it was such a bummer. The last episode. It was funny. I didn't like the sixth episode, but the last episode. I actually
1: think was the worst episode. I um, kind of agree. Yeah, I. I wasn't a big fan of the of the mall episode where they kind of do Ellie's backstory with her friend. Um, and that was my one.
0: least favorite going into yeah. the finale too. Yeah, that that's a. Yeah sorry that, it,
1: it's similar yeah it's similar to the to the other episode that kind of goes back in time to give you backstory but at least in the ellie one that one's backstory on her so that does kind of build her character whereas again i thought that that episode three it does great job with character and acting but then both of those people are dead so it's kind of like again i thought it was a big <laughs> two-sex marketing. but the, the mall episode was my favorite but again it was one that i was like able to kind of swallow and be like okay we're you know getting more of ellie's kind of background and what her motivations are. We're taking a quick break and we'll be right back. But yeah, then the last episode, really not my favorite, um, especially kind of talking it over again. It's just kind of like, they just needed a, a different decision there um, in terms of how Joel was gonna approach. Cause that's such a big moment, right? Where it's like, you finally get her to this doctor they, they finally think they have a procedure to co- create a vaccine, but it's going to have to kill her. And like, that's a great conflict for Joel, right? You've done everything you can to get this girl across the country. This could possibly save the world, but it's going to end up killing the one person you've kind of like had another, you know, paternal relationship with and really care for this person. And like, what are you going to do? And like, just like take a moment and let him struggle with that dilemma. You know what I mean? Like have him like, think about that and like talk about it and like i would have spent a lot more of that episode with him contemplating how big of a, of a decision that is but to have him just kind of snap into rambo mode and go berserker i don't think was the right choice um i don't i don't know who's happy with that choice or like who or what's or who's it supposed to please maybe it pleases the the video game fan base or something like that um but again i, I just think that was the wrong choice and then afterwards. He gets her out of but, there but, oh no no wait just to clarify yeah the just i wasn't saying
0: they did that to please the video game fan base i was saying they did that in the video game style right like, that's yeah, why it. it was like that wasn't like a, oh this is for the fanboys that was just like
1: was that, was, that, that was the how they game. solved
0: the narrative right. nut of how do we want a 20 minute action sequence no we can kill them off in like 60 seconds like by using a video game approach
1: yeah i just think that's a bad choice and it doesn't fit what's happening with the rest of the show um but then, like when he gets her out of there too it's like then he comes up with this lie that like raider showed up he barely got her out of there the doctors weren't ever going to make it work there's other people that have the same thing that you have and like don't worry about it like we'll just keep moving on and like she Seems to buy it for the most part, but then kind of asks him about it at the very end of the show, and he confirms that that's the truth. Again, it's not clear that she fully buys it. What What's your take on on that whole part of it when he kind of goes gives her the lie and like hopes that she swallows that? She knows. I think he does his best, but she knows.
0: Like whether, and I don't (laughs) think. I think it's just whether they know each other so well or they have that emotional connection she knows something so by the way i agree with everything you said i just wanted to clarify um yeah that i thought it was whatever um <laughs> I, I think that um she knows i like that that's set up for next season at the same time i'm partially a little bit like is that the tension? Like, will they, won't they? I, I'll tell you what's going to find out. I, I'll, I'll tell you what's going to happen. She's going to find out, and they're going to stick together. Like, it's its not like... For me, those are the things, like, oh, the secret. Like, that's my least favorite trope. Yeah. Oh, the secret, I'm going to hide from them. This, like, I did a bad thing. I liked what he did, but I would have been so much more... Ha- oh, um, Whatever, I'm not rewriting it. I've already said I wouldn't do that. I won't rewrite it. Um, <laughs> I, I wasn't... I'm okay with where they left it for the next season. I'm not super excited. I like the show, so I'm still excited for the show. But from a storytelling standpoint, I would have been so much happier if it ended with him being, like, left half, like half beaten on the side of a mountain and then being <laughs> like, oh, the doctor is going to come in in three days. Like, basically him being like, I've got three days to, like, somehow mount an attack on this facility.
1: Yeah. Boom. Like, what he happens? Will, yeah. I agree that i mean again i think there's a lot of choices they could have made that would not have left me so like kind of disheartened by that last episode um the whole thing with the with the lie i I agree with you i think it's a little bit of a hacky like we don't need to do this secret thing and like she already kind of knows um from the the looks that she's giving him and it just kind of i don't know it's uh
0: (laughs) It's funny, because normally, like, the lie he says, it's such a... This is what's so weird about the ending. The lie he gives is, like, so unbelievable. But it's more believable than what happened in the show. Right. Which creates this weird dissonance and disconnect for, like, the story. And I feel like the audience, where I'm like, she couldn't possibly believe that. It's like, but he actually somehow killed... 20 people when he was unarmed and he's fine and she's fine like what like it's yeah
1: yeah. you're right yeah that's basically what he says he did yeah you're right
0: it's just it's wild um and it almost I'm not gonna I I feel like I've been really negative on the podcast recently I really like this show it was good and even the finale even with it's a good finale it's 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 an effective finale. I it I think it puts a button. I don't like the the bow that it put it on the first season, but
1: um, understanding they're leading to the th- three more seasons, I think. I mean, yeah, it's like the fact that there's more seasons. I think makes it kind of okay. And like it, like the one thing it does is it like it ends this whole story arc of like can can we get the girl across the country and come up with the vaccine? And the answer is basically Joel's not going to let it happen. <laughs> so it's kind of like you know it it comes to the end of that um i don't know if that means in the future they're gonna find another doctor and give it another go i don't know you know it, it it's also i mean again i don't know anything about the science of it um but it's like really you really have to kill her there's no way to like look at her dna and come up with like i've never heard of this thing where it's like you have to go into somebody's brain to create a vaccine again i don't understand fungal vaccine science so maybe i'm just you know somebody talking out of my ass. But I, I also thought that was a little bit, I was like, really? You have to kill her to do this. Well, that was one of the things too. again, I don't know either, but
0: is this like the best scientist in the world or just the last <laughs> scientist in the world? Because if he's the last scientist in the world, wouldn't you want to try a couple of tests while they're alive before you kill them? Yeah. Like that? Yeah. Like, and that was the other thing, Like, I, like why I was okay with him being so dramatic. Like he just got her there. They haven't run any tests. They're like, oh, by the way, we're going to kill her. And he could be like, I'm actually okay with him saving her because I also think like from a, I, I think there's some arguments against it like morally. And just from like a, that standpoint of practically, maybe you want the only person who's immune to be alive because if they're dead, then there's no one left. Right. who's alive who can pass on any immunity to any children even if you can't replicate it if she has children like that is a long-term way that you can at least inoculate some people like
1: that's a good and, point yeah
0: and also inoculation like they should be again i'm not a doctor but i feel like there's so many i, I don't know it just seemed very dramatic from everyone involved <laughs> and i don't i don't blame them for for all going nuts but
1: And again, like I thought they created a great conflict though. That's what bugs me the most is like that whole moment where it's like, okay, we can create a vaccine, but we're gonna have to kill her. And now Joel needs to make a decision. Like to me, when I was watching, I was like, oh wow, this is a great like moment, like especially for a finale of an episode. Like he's really gonna have a dilemma. But instead of him like contemplating it and like thinking it over and talking it through, thinking about different options, it's just kind of like snapping into the Rambo mode, going berserk. It's just That was a poor decision. (laughs) They spend,
0: like, a full episode for Joel trying to decide if he's going to take Ellie the last 30 miles of the journey. And then it's... In 30 seconds... In 10 seconds, they decide they're going to kill her. In 40 more seconds, he kills all of them. Right. And everything we've spent nine episodes, a full season building for, has just been torn down. And we have this flimsy little lie that actually sounded like a better episode than what we got
1: and it's just this like this bizarre (laughs) it for for a show with such great writing and like a lot of great decision making it's uh, it was just very strange that last episode like the writing and the decision making
0: honestly it felt like they ran out of, and i i'm not it felt like they ran out of budget it felt like like it was like a 10 episode and I, i don't think it actually did i think this is exactly what they wanted to do um just because they're great, it's a great showrunner, it's great writers. Um, I, I think it's uh, the show's clearly successful, something's working for them. Uh, we loved most of the season, it's just I, I'm excited for season two, but I was I a little bummed with this
1: yeah if they had crushed it on that ending episode and really left viewers on a real high i think it's like man who knows like this could be one of the great you know it's like put it up there with any you know any of these prestige shows But like maybe it's gonna join that pantheon but i think that last episode kind of left me like well this was fun i don't know if this is one of the best prestige shows i've ever seen that's kind of where it, it it left me it's funny and again like knowing it's already renewed for two more
0: seasons kind of puts it in this weird boat because it's like okay I'm going to have a lot more like right now it's 8 out of 9 episodes I thought were really good or let me phrase that 7 out of 9 episodes are really good right, yeah. but to that point like 7 out of 9 less than 80% like that's yeah. not a great hit rate and I still like it it has room to grow but the fact that you also the fact that you didn't nail I also didn't love the the first episode to be honest I thought it was a little slow. I thought the I first it, two yeah. ep- I think the first two episodes watched as a movie are really good but for for me, I still like the first episode I'm not saying I disliked it but yeah, I just think it was it's a good show but it, for a moment it had that fire and it was like, could yeah, could this be like an old time season yeah and it just it's a banner year. it's plenty it, to be yeah. happy about. It but definitely it's put
1: itself on the map, but yeah, it's not like yeah. There are just other shows I think that have had better seasons, and so this is not Seinfeld seen.
0: season six. This isn't Breaking <laughs> Bad. This isn't Hero season one. This is a good season. It's not. It's not reaching that echelon, yeah. though.
1: Yeah, I agree. So, but I mean, again, I'm sure I'll watch the next season and stay with it, and you know, maybe they'll maybe they'll come up with something new that'll blow me out of the water. Well, as I said,
0: Seinfeld didn't hit its stride till. Seasons three or four, so I mean, there's not that this is going to go nine seasons, but there is plenty of time for the season to for the show to kind of recatch that fire. So we'll see how we're it goes. Good. Anything yeah.
1: else you want to say, my man, or ready to say goodbye to your friends? I think we we hit it all. Yeah, we're good. Goodbye, friends.
0: Yeah, we finished this mushroom.